Welcome to Book Delight with Chrissy Wright, the podcast where readers can be all kinds of ways and books really are magic. I'm your host, Chrissy Wright. I'm an elementary teacher librarian in the Pacific Northwest. On this show, I aim to connect you and the kids in your life to more books you love. If the idea of blowing up your kidlit PBR appeals to you, you're in the right place. This week, I'm sharing a help my kid needs a book episode where I respond to listener requests to meet the needs of the kid readers in your lives. Today, I'm talking three requests geared specifically towards restocking your kids' summer reading stacks. We'll talk fun and funny early readers, gentle mysteries, and tween summer ween, or middle grade horror. Now, in the intro, I told you that if blowing up your kidlit TBR appeals to you, you're in the right place, and I hope you meant it because today we're going for volume. I'm going to give you a lot of titles, more than 50 by the time we're done. Don't worry, all the titles are listed in the show notes, so you can listen now for that little prickle of which books might be right for you and the readers in your life, then come back to the show notes and go on a library hold spree. Especially if you're here book hunting for the kids in your life, I actually recommend placing a ton of library holds. Readers can be all kinds of ways, and reading taste is completely subjective. So casting a wide net and checking out more, not less, increases the likelihood that some of the books you bring home for your kids will in fact be a just right fit for your reader. So don't be shy, check them out. All right, let's get into it. Our first request today is focused on fun and funny early readers. The listener says, help, I need more early readers for my elephant and piggy fanatic. We've read them all a million times and need something new, but just as fun. Okay, first of all, I totally empathize with this predicament. Sometimes keeping our youngest readers stocked can actually feel the most challenging because short books books have such a fast finish. To keep our youngest readers satiated, sometimes we're talking dozens of books per week, rather than the maybe one or two long, juicy chapter books for our middle graders. That said, I want to encourage you. Don't fear the reread. Lean into it. It's fun. And also, rereading helps your kids build word recognition and gain an intuitive sense of how conversation and expression flow. So rereading is still awesome. Now, that said, you came here for some book recs, and I will not disappoint you. I'm going to start out by giving you some of my ride-or-die favorite early readers. Now, if you're wondering what is an early reader compared with a picture book, an early reader is a higher page count than a traditional picture book. It's typically a smaller trim size, so a bit narrower than a traditional picture book would be, Um, but it's lower word count per page, often with words that are more easily decodable or lots of sight words that are friendly for emerging independent readers. They also get a more frequent page turn since there's fewer words per page. So that's kind of the category of book that we're talking about today. So first of all, one of my beloved favorite early readers is the See the Cat series by David LaRochelle. Um, This series includes See the Cat, See the Dog, and we're lucky coming out 
The week this episode airs on July 25th is the third book in the series, See the Ghost. This series is kind of a wry take on early readers where the reader knows more than the characters on the page and we find humor through putting together the clues in the picture and the clues in the words. It delivers kind of sophisticated humor by using lots of sight words and decodable text, which is a really unique accomplishment um, within this category of book. So this will be a particularly juicy and joyful pick um, for reading aloud with your elephant and piggy fanatic. It will delight your kid and you too. Okay, the next Ride or Die series I want you to know about is the Jack series by Mac Barnett. Now, curmudgeonly grown-ups don't tend to love this series quite as much as their chaos-loving kids, but if you're willing to follow your kid down a rabbit hole, to follow the mischievous hijinks of a not necessarily always likable main character, this book is for you. And you're in luck. The first book is Hijack. If it's a hit for you and your reader, there are eight more in this series that you can tear through. Now, another area that might be helpful for you to know about is kind of an emerging text category of early reader comics. There are a couple of publishers in particular who are really doubling down in this category, so I'm going to tell you about them. First is the Ready to Read Graphics from Simon Kids. They have launched already 11 different series under this imprint, um, each with multiple texts. You can find it by visiting readytoread.com slash graphics or just Google ready to read graphics. I'll put links to both in the show notes as well. Some of the series under this imprint that I've enjoyed with my own six-year-old include Figgy and Boone by Janae Trasler, Nugget and Dog by Jason Tharp, Geraldine Pooh, by Maggie Chang, Thunder and Cluck by Jill Esbaum, and Worm and Caterpillar are Friends by Kaz Witness. Now, this particular imprint, the ready-to-read graphics from Simon Kids, also have kind of a cool introduction in the front of the book that teaches a little bit of like reading comics 101. It's an explicit guide to how you read comic frames left to right, top to bottom, what a um, speech bubble is versus a thought bubble. So it can be a good way to support your reader in transitioning from Elephant Piggy, which is basically a comic book with one frame per page, to a more traditional comic or graphic novel that has multiple frames per page. It's also, if you're a teacher listening, a really great thing to read aloud under the document camera to support your readers who are comic curious but not yet confident in navigating the format. So that was Ready to Read Graphics from Simon Kids. Another publisher who is really entering this space um, is the I Can Read Comics from Harper Kids. Again, you can Google that to find the site. I'll also put a link in the show notes. Now, the titles in this imprint are slightly more commercial characters, like you'll see My Little Pony, Pete the Cat, Clark the Shark, more recognizable um, characters or brands. But there are also some newly created series under this imprint that are really fun. So feel free to look them up and explore. Again, just place holds liberally and figure out which ones are a hit for your kid. You'll do great. Now, if you're ready to transition into some slightly higher page count but still highly accessible graphic novels, you're going to have a ton of options, especially in this space of kind of 
odd couple friendships or unexpected duos. Here are a few to get you started. Um, First, you probably know about this one because it's really popular, but if not, it's your lucky day. It's the Narwhal and Jelly series by Ben Clanton and also his newer series, Tater Tales. The Owly Books by Andy Renton could be a great fit here. And the Sir Ladybug series by Corey Tabor. Now, if you want to go way down the road of odd couple duos, there's a ton more to explore. Here are a handful of my favorites. Fox and Chick by Sergio Rozier. Pizza and Taco by Stephen Shoskin. Chick and Brain by Cece Bell. Fitz and Cleo by Jonathan Stutzman. And Cranky Chicken by Catherine Battersby. Again, fear not, all of these are in the show notes for you, so feel free to look back at the titles there later. The last resource that I want to give to this listener is giving you a heads up about something called the Theodore Seuss Geisel Award from the American Library Association. This is an award that is given every January to books for emerging independent readers. So some of the books that I've mentioned here today have received awards or honors in the past, but if you visit the website for this award, you can see lists excuse me, of all winners and honorees from every year they've given this award. So when you feel like you're scraping the barrel and you need some fresh stock for your early reader, this is a great resource. Just jump on, put a whole bunch on hold at your library, and try them out. See what you love. Okay. The next listener request is focused on gentle mysteries. The listener says, help, I need mystery series for readers who have read through the A to Z mysteries and similar series, but aren't quite ready for the length and complexity of a Stuart Gibbs type mystery series yet. So let's dive in. First, I have some short chapter book mystery picks for you. I have four in this category. The first series you need to know about is the Avon Green series by Dusty Bowling. The first in the series is Avon Green Sleuthing Machine, and so far there are three more in the series for a total of four books so far. In this series, a girl named Avon is a self-declared detective who tackles quotidian mysteries like the mystery of the cranky mom, but she does it with sass and zeal that make her character a delight to spend time with. This series is great on audio. My own kids have enjoyed it in that format. And a great thing to know is that this series also has really lovely incidental disability representation. Avon was born without arms, and in this series, we see her living her story, not despite, but with her disability. It's a normal, expected part of her life. So that was the Avon Green series by Dusty Bowling. Next, I think this reader could have a really good time with the Fabled Stables series by Jonathan Oxier. In this illustrated short chapter series, Augie is the only boy on an island of magical creatures. As their caretaker, he solves magical mysteries to keep them and the island safe. This series brings a great balance of whimsy and suspense with a really saturated palette that makes turning the pages of this plot a particular pleasure. The third series that I want this reader to know about is the Shelby and Watts series by Ashlyn Anstey. 
The first in this series is Tide Pool Troubles. And we have two so far. The second is A Mountain of a Problem. This series brings Sherlock and Holmes vibes with a fox and badger duo who take on gentle environmental mysteries in their community. It's told in a comic book format, and it boasts some really great nonfiction text features that teach science facts right alongside the mystery story. The last one that I want you to know about in this short category is called Mystery Club by David Kali. Now, you asked for a series, and this isn't technically a series, but there are two mysteries in one book, so maybe it kind of counts. Inside one volume, you get two stories, Wild Werewolves and Mummy Mischief. In this book, a group of sleuthing kids track down the mysterious creatures that have been reported across the city. It reads as an ode to journalism and subways. Now, if your reader gets through some of these shorter titles and is ready to try maybe a short middle grade mystery, so a slightly higher page count than a chapter book format, um, I have some ideas for you. My first pick for you in this category is Just Harriet by Alana K. Arnold and its follow-up, Harriet Spies. <laughs> what a clever title, right? These two have an island setting at grandma's house, and in both a nosy but lovable protagonist busybodies her way through mysterious occurrences on the island. These books have really warm dialogue and a cozy cast of characters. They have a lower page count and are still lightly illustrated while having a really satisfy while offering really like a satisfying middle place for your reader who is transitioning from short chapter to longer middle grade. The next book I want you to know about is When Sea Becomes Sky by Jillian McDunn. This is another summer island setting. But in this one, a brother and sister team take on a puzzle amidst the backdrop of a historic drought. There has been no rain in over 300 days. This was a serendipity pick for me on a recent visit to the bookstore, and the first sentence of the book really snagged me. So if this one sounds interesting, I implore you to pick it up, read just the first sentence, and see if you can put it down. I'm reading it aloud to my daughters right now, and it really shines in that format being read aloud as well. The third book that I want you to know about in this category is To Catch a Thief by Martha Brokenbro. In this book, protagonist Amelia is kind of an unlikely heroine. She's 11. She's quiet. She would say she has no real special talents. So can she be the one to save her seaside town when something precious is stolen? And what about the stray dog that showed up around the same time? Spoiler, she can, she does, and it's just lovely along the way. This is a great one for fans of underdogs and fans of dog dogs. Also fans of ensemble casts and big family vibes like the Vanderbeekers. If you are from the Pacific Northwest like me or just want to visit, you will also enjoy the Pacific beach town setting inspired by the town of Seabrook, Washington, all the way down to the detail of the Sasquatch statue. So I hope you find some mysteries that you love. 
among those picks. Okay, our last category for today is tween summerween or middle grade horror. The listener says, help, I need middle grade horror for my fifth grader. Okay, you are not alone in this request. In my library, I have seen an explosion in the number of kids, especially fourth and fifth graders, who identify as spooky readers. This is actually an area of my reading life where I am growing. I haven't historically read a ton of this genre, but I have loved some lately and I really want to read more. So I'm going to give you a combination of kid reader favorites and some of my own favorites. So I'll start off with some go-to recommendations based on student feedback. I have four different picks for you in this category. These are the books that the kids in my library cannot get enough of and constantly recommend to one another. First is the Small Spaces series by Katherine Arden. There are four books in this series. In order, they are Small Spaces, Dead Voices, Dark Waters, and empty smiles. Now, these are too creepy for me personally. I'm kind of a wuss when it comes to reading horror. They've got clowns and scarecrows come to life. They give me the kind of dreams I do not want more of. But I can't keep them on the shelves. And for some readers, they are not too spooky. They are delicious. They pass them from hand to hand all year long. I can rarely find this series on my shelf. So know your reader and their personal creep factor comfortability or help them to figure it out. But if they're a super spooky reader, don't miss this series. Okay, similar creep level, Scritch Scratch by Lindsay Curry. In this one, Chicago history meets a haunting against the backdrop of a tour bus, which is just kind of a fun, quirky setting. This one is for your Goosebumps grads who want more sophisticated storytelling, but just love a juicy ghost story. Okay, the third kid recommendation is Spirit Hunters by Ellen O, which is now a three-book series. This series boasts a girl protagonist and another ghost mystery. In the first book, Harper has to figure out what is haunting her brother Michael and why. While we're talking about Ellen O, I should also note that she has a brand new release. It's called Haru Zombie Zombie Dog Hero. And the reviews are saying that it's heartwarming meets creepy plus dogs. This seems like it's going to be a big hit with fans of Spirit Hunters as well. Okay, the last series that I want to know about I want you to know about based on the kid recommendation factor is the Sinister Summer series by Kirsten White. We have four books in this series so far. In order, they are Wretched Water Park, Vampiric Vacation, Camp Creepy, and Menacing Manor. These ones are really kind of a combo of spooky and sweet. And they bring a Lemony Snicket or a Tim Burton vibe. So some of the spooky content, but maybe with a little bit less of the nightmare feeling of it all. So those were some student recommended picks, the ones that I can't keep on my shelves in my library. 
And now I'm going to share two personal favorites. These are middle grade horror that I have personally read and adored and that make me a little creepy curious. First is The Zombert Chronicles by Cara LaRoe. There are three books in this series. In order, they are The Rise of Zombert, The Return of Zombert, and The Revenge of Zombert. In this series, two friends come across this scraggly cat that has kind of some creepy habits. Habits so creepy they have the kids convinced, could this cat be a zombie? Follow their hijinks and their adventures to discover the truth about Zombert. This one's more of kind of a lightly creepy mystery. It's also lightly illustrated and has a lower page count. So if you have a kid who's creepy curious, but you aren't quite ready for full tilt horror, this could be a good series to try out. The other that is a personal favorite of mine is Scary Stories for Young Foxes by Christian McKay Heidecker. It also has a follow-up, Scary Stories for Young Foxes, The City. In this book, a band of young foxes works to survive in the sinister woods. It's delivered as eight interconnected stories, and it's kind of blurbed as scary stories to tell in the dark meets packs. What a fun mashup, right? Now, after having read the first book in this series, I will never think of Beatrix Potter the same way again. If that interests you at all, do not hesitate. Pick up this book. Now, I thought I would also offer to you a little bit of my horror TBR. TBR means to be read. These are middle grade horror picks that I am planning to read, and I am really looking forward to doing so. First, I'm just going to... Run through these rapidly. First is The Clackety by Laura Senth. And this was strongly recommended to me on audio. So I'm planning to read it in that format. Next is a creepy graphic novel, The Aja Waja by Magdalene Visaggio. Third, from an author I already know I love. In fact, I talked about some of his work earlier on this episode, The Fabled Stables. This is much older and much creepier, it's The Night Gardener by Jonathan Oxier. Last, The Jumbies by Tracy Baptiste. Now, a f- two more that are on my radar. They are brand new releases, so I haven't gotten my hands on them yet. But if you have a diehard horror reader, the person who asked this question and everything I've mentioned seems like, yeah, yeah, done that. Give me something new. Here are two new releases that they probably have not heard of yet. First is The Bellwoods Game by Celia Cramping. And second is The International House of Dereliction by Jacqueline Davies. Yes, the Jacqueline Davies of The Lemonade War. She's doing a not-so-scary ghost story, which I must say sounds intriguing. So we did it. Over 50 books Thank you for listening to today's My Kid Needs a Book episode of Book Delight. I hope you found something that will be a hit for you or the kid readers in your life. Your TBR may never recover, but if you're like me, that will not stop you from wanting to discover even more books, in which case... I hope you'll come back and join me next week for a Reading Raves episode 
where I will share some of my very favorite reads from the month of July across categories. Until then, happy reading. If you want more book delight in your life from me, Chrissy, be sure to follow me on Instagram at Library Chrissy, follow the show at Book Delight Pod, and subscribe to my Kidlet newsletter by visiting librarychrissy.substack.com. Please also be sure to subscribe to the show wherever you get your podcasts. And if you know somebody else who might like to blow up their Kidlet TBR too, please share the show.